Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. What does your 2021 look like? Mine is looking pretty full. I am planning my calendar, getting everything geared up and ready to go. So if you need help doing safety a little differently, a little better, if you want to talk human and organizational performance, if you need a speaker, a coach, training, let me know. Head on over to www.safetybetterment.com. Let's talk. Today's episode is also brought to you by hopuniversity.org. Hop University not only offers on-demand and virtual human and organizational performance training and all kinds of other great stuff, but for my Phoenix safety fam, we're also offering OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 hour general industry training. Head on over to phxosha.com. That's phxosha.com or give us a call today at 480-877-0155 for more information or to set up a class. Again, we're serving the greater Phoenix area. And last but not least, today's episode is brought to you by Safety Sucks. The bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about. Head on over to safetysucks.net to pick up your copy. You can also find it on Amazon at Barnes & Noble and most other places that you find books. If you're more of an audiobook person, you can head on over to Audible or iTunes and grab a copy there. Hello! Howdy, hi everybody. Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast, coming to you from the sunny and the beautiful downtown Phoenix, Arizona, recording here in the lovely PaleHorseMedia.co studios. If you haven't checked out PaleHorseMedia.co, that is the website. Go over and check it out. Also, head over, check out, I don't know, maybe TheHopNerd.com. That's a good place to go to go get some more information, or HOPUniversity.org for all things on-demand human and organizational performance training consulting all the above. Uh, if you want to have a conversation about how we can help you do safety better, head over to safetybetterment.com. We can help you out. So today, as you can probably tell by the title, we're continuing on our little trek through the sucks of safety. And today we're going to be talking about some more bullshit. 
And that's the title of the chapter that I'm going to be kind of referencing today. But I just like that. Some more bullshit. And we've been talking about a lot of it. We've had some great people on. Um, We've been reviewing some chapters from the book and kind of taking a little bit deeper dives into those. And this has just been an absolute blast for me. I hope that you've enjoyed this. I've got a lot of good feedback on it. So I'm I'm hoping that you're into this because we're going to do a few more. We're going to do a few more before we get done with this one. And as you've kind of noticed, I've been kind of weaving in normal hop nerd podcast. I've been weaving in some um, normal hop minutes and while sprinkling in a healthy dose of safety sucks, the mini series. So it's just been kind of a little bit of everything. This has been a blast for me. I want to do another mini series at some point in the future on some other topics. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, we got a few more of these. So let's dive right on in to some more bullshit. So I've talked a lot about the sucks of safety. I've kind of become known as like the sucks of safety Sam almost. Um, I started my career as safety Sam and now I'm the sucks of safety Sam or safety sucks Sam, I guess something, something weird (laughs) like that. But in this chapter of the book, I just wanted to take, um, kind of some pages and just do some like rapid fire, just like boom, 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 and kind of run through and have a chat about some things that I didn't feel necessarily warranted their entire chapter in this book, maybe in some in the future. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but I wanted to just kind of throw some key things out there that I hadn't really got to yet in the book. So one of the pieces that I wanted to touch on, and I'm just going to go through the list. I've got the book open in front of me here. You can you hear that a little a fresh, crisp copy of Safety Sucks. Um, and I'm just going to go through some of the list and just chat about them kind of briefly and just see kind of what comes out of this thing. Um, but the first bullet item on this list is professional societies. And obviously we're talking about professional societies as it relates to um, safety professionals. And I won't name any names, uh, but let's just say that there are only a couple real professional organizations that are out there. Ones that actually count, at least, I guess, (laughs) in our world. Um, You could probably boil down the list to maybe two, maybe three um, really well-known safety professional societies and let's just cut the shit and let's just say this they host a few boring conferences every year they throw together some crappy certificate programs many which are based on traditional safety approaches and they're not really living in kind of the new world or the evolving world of kind of this mixture of human and organizational performance uh, and everything else around psychological safety and kind of the path that many of us are on Uh, And again, let's make no bones about this. These professional societies, they are for-profit organizations. And I get that. I'm totally cool with that. Um, So I I can throw out there and say, you know, I'm a capitalist pig. I mean, I I get that. I'm for that. They're for-profit organizations. Um, But holy crap, have you seen the cost of what it is to join? What even with their discounts, what it is to uh, what it actually costs to go to any of these conferences, any of their classes. And then if you have set through them, you're going, I paid for this. It's yeah. And I'll just I'll just leave it there. So (laughs) let's just leave it there. But go look at the prices of what it costs. Many of you know, many of you know. Um, what it actually costs to attend one of these conferences. Uh, and many of you know, because I've heard from you, um, the level of kind of experience that you get is just not so great. 
So we kind of look back and we've justified it so far going, ooh, look, but they give away free cool yellow wristbands. Oh, but I got a free t-shirt. What about the, uh, what about that cool hoodie you got from? That one was $75, but they gave me this really cool one that says that I love them. Um, oh, look, selfie station to the conference. How cool. Oh, and don't for networking, networking. You're going to pay all that money for networking. But do you really though? I don't want to give me a break, right? Give me a break. I just think that unless they adapt and become more reflective of what the profession actually is, I, I don't know. I think it's adapt or die. <laughs> I think I think it's adapt or die. Um, they're moving slowly on the slow road to extinction, I think, um, unless they adapt to the needs of the modern safety professional and they stop perpetuating all the bullshit that we continually talk about in this mini-series. Um, they really need to focus on the care and feeding of safety professionals um, rather than just pandering to their sponsors, I think. That would probably be the better solution. And I, I'll level with you. Um, I was up for renewal this year, um, as I think you are every year. I don't know. Um, because it's automatic, right? It's one of those automatic things. Um, I was up for renewal for a professional organization. Um, and I took some time the other day, and I logged right on in there, and I clicked do not renew. Um because they just do not serve my needs at all as a safety professional. And again, these organizations shall remain nameless, uh, but I'm a free agent. I'm not, I'm not a member of any professional organization anymore. And you know what it makes me feel like? Nothing, nothing's changed (laughs) because it was never very helpful to begin with. So there you go. There's kind of the quick take on professional societies, professional organizations at this moment. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they evolve. I'm hoping that these organizations become more inclusive, um, more diverse, uh, both in in thought uh, and in openness to others. I'll just leave that there without diving too deep into that subject. But I hope that they evolve into something that's useful to the profession. So moving on to something that's kind of similar, but not, but safety professional credentialing, right? So there are very few, maybe one, I don't remember two, <laughs> professional organizations out there that, that provide credentialing to safety professionals. Um, these certifying bodies, uh, beef number one, they just seem to try to cram as much as they possibly can into um this certification and say, but yeah, but we, we taught them how to make goat's milk cheese in the test too. They verified that they know how to make cheese out of goat's milk. Uh, uh, okay. And I don't, I don't know where I came up with goat's milk. I just, that was the most random thing that I could come up with. We taught them how to make their own kombucha. It, it, I mean, they have to know that to be a safety professional. We tested their knowledge on, on home kombucha brewing. Um, I, I, you can tell I went to whole foods earlier, I guess. <laughs> for lunch (laughs) but you you get where i'm going we just put everything in there because that's what makes a good safety professional does that not just perpetuate all the kind of notion that we've talked about all the bullshit that we've talked about of the safety professional must be this all-knowing guru and safety god does that not just perpetuate that even farther instead of maybe i don't know getting a little more specific who knows who knows i'm not trying to fix this here i'm just kind of ranting about it so let's let's just throw that out there they're really tough to get. And I, let me just throw that out there. If you get some of those letters after your name, uh, I'm not diminishing that at all. Huge props to you. Huge, huge respect to you. 
um, that's a tough thing. And due to that being kind of sort of hard to get uh, and the limited number of certifying bodies out there, there's a lot of prestige around those things. And again, I'm not I'm not bashing that at all. Um, I don't think that my primary beef here is 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 with the actual certification um, or even with the organizations that certify. I think they actually do a really decent job for what they're kind of up against, I guess. They're just trying to make something that covers everything, which is kind of sort of stinky. But um, I think what's more hilarious, and I'm sorry if this is you, I'm sorry, kind of sorry, not sorry. I, I don't know. But when you go look at someone's like email signature or you look at their name on LinkedIn and it's like John Doe, FRT, comma, CCC, comma, MVC, comma, GHH, comma, GGG, comma, TRE, comma, LOP, comma, QRQWS, comma, SAFE, GHG1, GHG2, GHG3, JJJJ, comma, GIH, comma, ASS. Because that's kind of what it makes you look like is an ass. Let's, let's just throw that out there. I get it. You're proud of all of it. <laughs> I, I know. I get it. I get it. But it just makes me want to kind of LOL, right? That's, that's the only thing I can do when I see that. Um, so I don't know. If they bring value to you, go for it. I'm never going to pick on somebody for bettering themselves. Again, they are hard to obtain. Um, their true value, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it, that's probably a little debatable. I've seen lots of safety professionals, amazing world-class safety professionals that have zero credentials. And I've seen others that have lots and lots and lots of credentials. They're that person that we just talked about um, that ah, you're not that great. So I think it's very much up to the individual. If it's important to you, go for it. If it's not, who cares? Don't go for it. Super simple. I think another area is around safety professional training and continuing education. There's just a complete lack of quality courses for safety professionals. You know, even from initial courses, and I'm, I'm talking, uh, and we'll get into some of this in just a minute, um, but beyond kind of the collegiate approach, there's a lot of folks that find themselves in the safety or pursue safety uh, and don't really have the time or the means to pursue a higher level education. Uh, and there's no real feel for that gap, right? There's nothing really on the initial side um, and there's nothing really kind of in the continuing education side other than kind of the normal dry, boring BS stuff. It's these classes where it's can anyone tell me the year that OSHA was founded? Can anyone tell me what OSHA stands for? And it's just that, right? So it's, it's, it's just that. Um, a lot of these classes it can be useful. I'm, I'm not picking on them. But we need something other than kind of the dry and boring compliance-based stuff. We don't just need to continue, and even for our folks, right? Again, I'm, I'm mostly talking about our folks that are finding their way into this profession and um, not going a traditional college path. Um, but we don't just need to say, okay, go, you know what, Get, go take an OSHA 30-hour class. Um, go take the 511 or the 510. Learn the standards. Voila, safety professional. And I smacked my microphone, so sorry if I, if I uh, <laughs> popped your eardrums there. It should be okay. Let's, let's hope that that was okay because I'm too lazy to go back and fix it. But 
We need to focus on providing classes for safety professionals that include soft skills. We need to teach professionals how to seek out learning, how to think about safety, not just be compliance robots. Um, I think that even goes over into um, another part, which I think is a little bit farther. If you can hear me flipping through the book, I apologize here. Um, but even into co collegiate safety programs, we don't do a very good job for prepping young and green safety professionals for this job. We beat that topic to death early on, and that's what a lot of this book is about. And I'm kind of just hammering a little bit onto the college-level safety programs here. Um, but most EHS programs have distilled the profession down to practitioners being rule interpreters and rule enforcers and students leave with a huge misunderstanding of what they should actually be doing. They have a great understanding of regulations, rules, and law, but they end up failing as safety practitioners because they don't know how to deal with people, they lack soft skills, they lack all of this other kind of stuff. So it's kind of something that we might want to focus on other than just creating rule enforcers. And that even kind of lends to another piece in the book, which is safety cops. So a lot of times we are we are creating, um, whether through the non-collegiate path of education or through these kind of other standalone classes and certificates that you can take, um, we're often just creating safety cops or perpetuating this notion that safety folks are just rule creators, rule interpreters, rule enforcers, judge, jury, executioner, right? We create safety cops. We need folks to take off the shiny badge and put down the baton. Right? We have to get away from being a safety cop. Um, and let's just be honest, we're dealing with people. Some like to just do this because people like to tell other people what to do. Um, especially if they feel like they've got even halfway of a good reason. They just like to be like, no, I know better than you. I'm going to tell you what to do. And uh, yeah, so that's that, that element is there. Some people just like the power. But I honestly think that most people do it just because it's easy. Right? It's one simply needs to know the rules and go out and enforce the rules. No need to think about context or anything else because the world, once you enter the facility, once you cross over uh, the gates into work, once you come through the turnstiles at work, once you come into the office, the world is black and white. Even though everything outside of the world is very gray, the world at work is black and white. It's, it's the simplicity factor. It's just know the rules, go out and enforce the rules. No need to think that much about it. Simply cite the rules out of your ass and demand compliance. And if people don't comply, it's the or else piece, right? And we've talked about the or else piece a bunch, but it's that. Well, and labeling, that dumb person just won't follow the rules. They just don't align with our culture here. So what we need to do is shit can them. Man, love being a safety cop. Shine up my badge and my baton, shine the boots, and go out and kick some heads in the name of safety, that is. So we, we've got to move away from that, right? Being a safety cop is bullshit. You shouldn't do it. It only, it only harms. That approach only harms. It never helps. Uh, if that sounds familiar to you, if that's you, you might want to stop doing that. And if you can't, you need to get the hell out of the way. That's just, just that simple. Um, another mindset that we kind of, that I kind of cited in this part of the book was the jack of all trades mindset. And we, we already talked about it. You know, it really fits in with the know it all chapter. I get it. I get it. Um, but I really want to call us out on the carpet as a professional practice of safety a little bit farther here. Um, we like to think that we can handle it all, that we are jack of all trades, right? We, we think that we have to be that for some reason. And we talked a lot about that kind of in that know-it-all chapter. Uh, and look, it's great to have a broad knowledge base. 
it's great. I mean, to be a decent safety professional, you probably need to have a little bit of a broad knowledge base, or at least the problem solving skills and the ability to understand things that maybe you're not so familiar with. I'm not arguing against that at all. What I'm really saying is this, don't get so focused on knowing everything that you end up knowing nothing. Find out what you're good at. Find out that those bits or that bit of safety and hone in on it. Look, I'm the hot nerd, but I'm still safety Sam. I know a little bit of this. I know a little bit of that. I have had my hands in safety in various organizations all up and down sideways here, there, and everywhere in all kinds of different forms and fashions. And I would be lying if I said I didn't know a little bit about this and a little bit about that. But at the end of the day, hop is my thing. I'm a peoply people person. I'm as peoply people, people, people as you get. And I like it. So it's what works for me. Zone in on what works for you. Take a really close look. And again, it's great to know a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's great to be multidisciplined and to be able to function across the organizations in which you serve. But find out what you're really passionate about and make that your thing. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be the jack of all trades. Lean on friends and peers. Lean on subject matter experts that maybe that's their thing. Right? Maybe they have their thing and you don't know that that well. And uh, I don't know, maybe you call them and you talk to them. There you go. Right? So find your thing, build your peer group, and don't think for a single moment that you have to know absolutely everything. Another one here is mixing safety and human Resources And my point here is, is just to start in the book is, okay, hold on. Somebody thought this was a good idea at some point and uh, it's not. Let's just, let's just level that or throw that out there. <laughs> let's just say that it's not. Um, I just don't feel like safety and human resources have any place being, being mingled together. Um, again, it's, I think some of that comes from that notion of um, jack of all trades that, well, it's close enough. Right, it's close enough that we can just mix those two things. It's great. It's just close enough, and not only mix them, but you know, you can be the safety person and the HR person because then when you go out as the safety cop and you find someone doing something wrong, you could just 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 right there, you can ax them right on the spot. How cool is that? Big bucket of nope, like none, nope. That that's the only thing that I can say. Look, you just can't mix those two. Um, even with this, do you want an HR person with zero knowledge of occupational safety and health making safety decisions for your organizations? Uh, probably not. Do you want me making HR decisions for your organization? I will tell you, you don't. And you probably don't. I'm just saying, uh, just not uh, not my cup of tea, not, uh, not anything that I've got a ton of experience in. You probably don't want me making those decisions for the organization. So, again, lots of good reasons. Let's just try our best not to mix those together. Seagull safety people, I love this one. Um, so for folks that don't know, I, I feel like this is a pretty common term. Uh, and 
for those of you that do not know what it is, hopefully it blows your mind, but I, I hope that at least 99% of you know what this is. Um, but seagull safety is a technical term for describing the interaction between a not-so-great safety professional and an individual or group of individuals commonly referred to as a crew. Um, seagull safety occurs when this safety professional flies over a job very quickly, just swoops over, they shit on everything, and then they fly off. So they swoop in, they point out all the wrongdoings, the imperfections. Hey, stupid. Hey, you. Hey, that looks like crap. Hey, why don't you clean? Oh, you're housekeeping. You must not care. Uh, okay, bye. Have fun fixing it. No real constructive input. Just shit. So just flying over, peppering them with nice bird shit, and then flying right off. So obviously... This one is on safety professionals. We can't be seagull safety folks. It's easy. It's easy to walk by and anybody can walk by and go, hey, look, hey, you're dumb. Don't do that. But did you really do anything positive? Was that a, that's nowhere near a positive interaction, right? Companies send safety professionals on this wild adventure sometimes to complete these observations and then trend them. And we've become glorified data collectors in some cases. So it's not completely on us, but either way, this whole idea of just walking around pointing out stuff, bad stuff, and walking off, walking around and just shitting on people and walking off uh, does nothing but hinder us from learning, right? So people are like, oh, God, here comes a freaking safety person again. Everybody stop working. Everybody stop working, right? So it doesn't do any good whatsoever. It just, it just harms us. It just harms us. So I think we've covered a ton so far. And again, it's just these kind of quick, quick bullet points. And I'm just reading this live and just throwing out some general thoughts. So I'm, I'm leaving a bunch out. I'm, trust me, I'm leaving a bunch out. I'm just kind of going boom, 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 boom. And just giving you my kind of refreshed first take thoughts. Because I, I haven't read this chapter in the book um, since I probably wrote it. So there you go. I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there. Um, but with all that being said, we have covered a ton of stuff. Um, there's probably a lot more and I would love to hear from you about the things that are your pet peeves, the things that, um, you see as the main sucks of safety. I would love for you to send me an email, Sam at the or the at gmail.com. I would love to hear your stories. Uh, if you've got a really good story, you'd like to come on the show and share. I would love for you to do that. If you would like to come on and rant, that would be an absolute blast for me. Uh, so that's kind of where we're going over the next few episodes of the safety sucks mini series. And then I promise we'll wrap it up unless you get mad about me wrapping up, then I guess we can keep doing it a little bit. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what, what you guys say about it as you, as you let me know. Um, but we're going to have on a few more guests to come on and talk about their personal stories, um, their experiences with the sucks of safety. Again, that could be you if you want it to be. Just send me an email, shoot me a text. We'll gladly have you on to share your story. Uh, and then we'll probably wrap that up with one big final episode and uh, put the Safety Sucks miniseries in the books. I hope that you are absolutely enjoying this. I hope that uh, even beyond enjoying it, that you're finding it 
valuable. At the very least, I hope that you get a kick out of the stupid like little rants that I go into and the weird wacky voices I like to make <laughs> while ranting. I have to be an ass. I mean, I, I can't not be an ass. This is half the fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart um, for all the love and support that you give us here at the Hop Nerd Podcast, for all the other support that you give us in all of our other ventures from Pale Horse Media Co. to hopuniversity.org, from picking up the books and reviewing the books, the likes, the shares. Again, you don't know how important that is to us, how much that truly means. Um, when you like our posts, when you go and you review the podcast, when you go and pick up the book or review the book, um, when you share our stuff, it just helps us take this message even farther. It helps us to take this conversation to a much grander scale. And through these conversations is how we're going to make the world a better place to work by bringing the sucks in this example to the surface by dragging it out in the sunshine and having a conversation about it. That's how we're going to make things better. I don't know. We've been talking about the safety or the ugh, safety, <laughs> the sucks of safety. There we go. We've been talking about the sucks of safety for, I don't know what about eight, eight months now, nine months, something like that. And I feel things changing. Do you? I would love to hear from you. Sam at thehopnerd.com, thehopnerd at gmail.com. That's all I've got. I love you. I mean it. I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.